What's going on guys? Welcome back to the channel, Tavares here um, with another episode. If you're new, consider subscribing, sharing, liking, all those things if the episode brings any type of challenge to you or makes you think. Um, if it's something about it that just makes you want to stay, I appreciate if you guys consider staying. Um, and for those who are constantly listening but never subscribing, it would be great if you consider subscribing today. Um, and it would be great also if you're on Apple, if today would be the day you consider giving five stars, possibly a great review. Um, definitely helps with the algorithm, gets the podcast to more people. I mean, before I even continue with the episode, um, it's a possibility that the podcast will be ended this year. Um, will I still be making videos in regards to relationships? Yes, we're, we're, we're not going to stop any of this type of content. But as far as it having to be Thursday, as far as it having to be, um, you know, all the specifics that come along with a podcast, probably not going to continue doing that. Um, so for all those who are rocking with us so far, definitely thank you um, for the people who rock with us. On Patreon, you are the reason why this is able to even flourish. All the things that we have, all the upgrades and all those things are because of our Patreon community. So we are thankful for you guys. Um, consider um, joining Patreon, whatever. But I want to jump into the episode so I'm not just talking. Um, but the gift of singleness, um, that's something that I've heard passed around. Um, does God want me to be single? How do I know God is calling me to singleness? Those are different questions that different believers ask. And today I want to mention a few ways to know um, if God is calling you to it permanently, temporarily, my thoughts on the entire gift of singleness conversation. So Paul is one of those apostles who says things like, follow me as I follow Christ, meaning he's setting an example and he's letting you know that while I'm pursuing after God, there's some things that I'm doing that I believe every believer should do. And I think a lot of us, if you, especially if you grew up in church, you always try to envision yourself in the stories. I want to be like David. I want to be like Joseph. I want to be like Ruth. I want to be like Boaz. And it's like we envision ourselves in many of these places. And Paul is what I used to say. I, I could see myself like Peter because I thought I had, you know, a loose mouth. But, you know, God still loves me. <laughs> yeah, I want to be like Paul. He's always going to different countries and proclaiming the gospel. He, he gets abused. He gets mistreated. But, yeah, he's still preaching the gospel. And while Paul is doing all this, he tells them, I want, you know, more believers to be like me. Um, you know, and he encourages them to be like him. And then it shows me that Paul, I didn't realize initially, but the Bible makes it kind of clear that Paul wasn't married. And if he was married, you know, at the time of his conversion, possibly a divorce or the spouse died, whatever. But Paul is shown as a single man in the scriptures. So the same man who says, follow me as I follow Christ. And the same man who says, I want others to be like me. Is showing us that maybe singleness is not as much of a problem as we may think. In the 21st century, obviously, the power of social media, everybody has to be dating somebody. If you're not dating, then you're a nobody. No one loves you. You must be the ugliest human in the city. And it's like we get those type of different ideas because of the pressures of social media. But I want you to understand that Paul kind of viewed singleness as a blessing. He never viewed it as some type of punishment. He never viewed it as though God is... Um, you know, keeping everyone away from you, you know, all you got to do is obey a little bit more and then you get blessed. That's not how God, you know, want us to view it. But singleness was viewed as a way, I would say, to maximize who God has called you to be. Um, God would allow you to grow in that season. He allow you to develop in that season. You discover yourself. You're able to give so much more for ministry um, and the call of God on your life that you wouldn't be able to give as a single person. Um, you know, so Paul saw it as a gift, the same way we view marriage as a gift from God. Singleness 
is actually a gift from God. Um, you know, I know a lot of us, we don't like to view it that way, especially if you're currently single. Um, but a lot of married people will probably view singleness that way and wishing they weren't married. Um, but it's a story for another day. Not going to get into that. But I want you to understand that it is a blessing. 1 Corinthians 7, verse 7, in the New Living Translation says, But I wish everyone were single just as I am. Yet each person has a special gift from God of one kind or another. Meaning we all have one of two gifts. I'm not talking about spiritual gifts right now, but one of two gifts from God. You either have the gift of singleness or you have the gift of marriage. Whereas if you're currently married, that's a gift that God has gave you. If you're about to get married, that's a gift that God has given you. But if you're currently single, that is still a gift that God has given you. I know a lot of you are think the devil is blocking doors and God, I pray that you open the windows of heaven and send out blessings that there aren't enough men to receive. Or there aren't enough curves for me to look at. I don't know what type of prayers I'll be praying. But I want you to understand that is still a blessing from God. No matter what state you fall, you find yourself in. So, you know, many of us, you know, I know I used to be like, man, God, you know, I'm ready for you to come quickly. Maranatha. But Lord, if it could be after the rapture, that would be great. If it could be, if it could be, if the rapture could be after I get married, I mean, you know, a lot of us have said, God, well, don't come on my wedding day. You know, at least let me get the honeymoon, maybe a year in, maybe that first child. And we have all those ideas, but that's not what Paul was looking at it like. Paul was looking at it like, God, if you come quickly now, I'm, I'm just as excited because you've already blessed me to do so much as a single man. Um, you know, so I want you, I want to talk a little bit about the gift of singleness. Um, not dive too much deeper. I think I'm going to try to bring in a guest, um, speaking on this subject. But the gift of singleness, the best way I describe this is a person, number one, um, like a eunuch who's given up, um, the pursuit of marriage or the pursuit of a relationship in order to fully follow the call of God. A lot of times those people are like missionaries, pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers, you know, people that could, you know, basically be in the fivefold ministry as we see outlined in Ephesians. Um, you know, it could be a eunuch based off something that's happened to them. We know in the Bible, there was some snipping that took place um, at times. You know, some people are eunuchs based off things that have happened to them. Um, I'm not going to get into that because hopefully that's not happening in your culture, wherever you're listening from. Um, a third person that I feel as though could fall into this person um, being having like a permanent gift of singleness is a person who finds themselves to be asexual, um, meaning without sexual desires. You're not attracted to the opposite sex. You you have no urges that's, man, I really wish I could get married. You just, you know, you love people. It's not like you're weird. You know, you love people. You know, you're kind of people, but you're, you have no interest in pursuing after anyone. You have no interest in being pursued. I think that's perfectly fine as well, as long as it's not because like my heart is closed off. And another person is the person who just simply, I am content being single. I'm not talking about that person, you know, complaining every time you go to God. God, I just need a tracking number. When is he coming? Um, God, what, when am I going to get this guy? I know you told me he was going to be here soon. God, you know, at some point I need that. I'm not talking about those type of prayers. I'm not talking about that. You need Boaz every time you pray. I'm not talking about God has called you to intercede for your neighbor, but you're interceding for a spouse. I'm not talking about that. You know, and many people, unfortunately, they believe they have this gift only because they've been hurt so much, they're too afraid to start dating again. Um, only because they've been mistreated. Only because they went through, they saw a divorce or, or experienced one. They're too afraid to, to believe that maybe God has something in their future. You know what I mean? So I'm not talking about those because unfortunately, that's operating from a place of insecurity. That's operating from a place of fear. So I don't think that's what God is calling you to. 
you know, just because you're 30 and you don't have any prospects doesn't mean that God is giving you the gift of um, permanent singleness and you're never allowed to be married and God doesn't have good plans for you. No, um, to me, it's just a matter of I'm in this current season of singleness and this is obviously where God wants me. If I'm operating in God's will, I'm living according to God's plan. If I'm single or I'm married, this is the gift that God has given me and I have to cherish that and I have to maximize that season, loving my spouse uncon unconditionally or learning and growing unconditionally as a single person. You know, before we go further in this episode, I want to give a shout out to Abide Devotional app for sponsoring this episode. Um, they're great. This is actually an app that I'm currently using. Uh, let me show you guys some of the, well, I'm not going to put it on the screen, but some of the different things that Abide has different meditations for, spiritual growth, people that struggle with anxiety, um, parenting, marriage, things for men, things for women. You know, they have so many different features and a lot of it, you can just put your phone on like a do not disturb mode and you could just allow something to, it's not like a white noise. They do have a white noise feature, but like not uh, outside of just the regular white noise, they have a devotional app that, um, devotionals that start around two minutes. I've, I've had one listening to one as long as 15 minutes, but I've seen one that people obviously play before bed. So it goes up to like 60, 70 minutes. Make us put your phone on sleep mode, you know turn it off after a certain amount of time, but it allows you to consume the things of God versus um, Bible verses that talk about different issues that you may be struggling with and it pours into you. So especially if you're a person that's always on your phone, why not get more of God inside of you? So this app I've di um, I got the privilege to dive into and I'm enjoying, so I would hope that you guys enjoy it as well. So for a limited time, our listeners will get 25% off a premium subscription when they visit abide.co slash godly. That the that link will be in the description box as well. So if you don't hear me clearly, just click that link in the description box, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Um, so get started now with 25% off that premium subscription by downloading the Abide app at abide.co/godly. You'll get additional stories, meditations, premium music, soothing sounds, and more. Support this show and get 25% off by going to abide.co/godly. That's A B I D E dot co co slash godly to download the abide app and get 25 percent off your subscription so if you are a person who's wondering well do i have that gift of synchronous well is god calling me to that or not i want you to pay attention to these key points because i think that'll determine if god has given you a, a gift to stay single permanently or temporarily but these are some things that i believe that god is trying to tell you um, if you're a person that's wondering that question right now number one if you're feeling drawn deeper into ministry more than you're feeling the desire for a relationship you could be positioned for singleness now let's be clear being in a relationship does not hinder your ministry being married does not hinder ministry Having kids does not hinder ministry. The only people that find themselves in that place is those people who confuse being in ministry and having a walk with God. Because there are a whole lot of people that allow the church to replace their family. And to me, that's unbiblical. To me, that's way out of order and God does not sign off on that. But I want you to understand that many people never discovered their purpose until they were married. And I understand that because your spouse is given as a helper. They help you get to where God is calling you to go. You can be a minister of the gospel and be happily married and with kids. But with all that being said, my point is many people feel the urge to do something very demanding like becoming a missionary. You cannot tell me, hey, God has called me to be a missionary and you're going to just up and bring four kids to Cambodia um, in the middle of the school year. Like, hey, if God called you to do it, you know what I mean? I'm not 
I'm not judging. You know, you do what you have to do, you know what I mean, to follow the call of God on your life. But I do want you to understand, if I'm a single male right now, um, before I got married to Safa, before I had Zion and Gianna, um, and God is calling me to do something overseas, I can just go overseas and do the call of God. But now, if I have a wife with a job, if I have kids in school, I have to consider all of the things that are demanding out of them just by following me to where I believe God is sending me. Now, many people have done it. They have been successful. But I want you to understand that if you're a person who you're like, well, I want to do this and I don't want to have to ask for permission. I want to do this and I don't want to worry about, is this going to affect my marriage? Is this going to affect my kids? It is way more effective doing that as a single person than as a person who's married. So if you're a person, you're feeling like, I don't even care about a relationship right now. I just want to go out and do something for God then maybe God wants you single at the moment. Like I think about joining the military. One of the things Safa told me was like, well, for one, I wasn't dating her prior to joining, um, you know, and I joined. I didn't have to ask anyone for permission. If I try to join now, Safa's like, hey, what did God say that? Because I'm not up and moving out of Tampa to go to whatever state just because you got a, a huge urge to be G.I. Joe. You know what I mean? But And that's what a lot of people don't understand. Marriage, you, you have to ask for, for permission. Bible says if you're going to go on a fast, your spouse should know about it because you cannot tell your spouse you are depriving them of their intimate connections because you want to seek God. No, you guys need to come along in agreement unless Satan will tempt you is what Paul teaches in 1 Corinthians. So you have to understand it's different when you're trying to do something great for God when you're single and when you're um, as a married person. It takes a lot. You know, so I think Paul couldn't have, um, you know, told him anything differently. I think he's letting him know like, hey, I want you to be like me because I'm doing so much for God. There are so many souls that are out there. And bear in mind, many of you listening to this may not have that feeling at all. You may not feel as though God has called you to do anything that's super demanding that you, you know, you wonder if that's going to hinder things with the family. Maybe you don't feel that way, but many of you, you do, you know, and I don't want you to feel as though. You're going to have a, such a busy life and you're going to reject what God is actually calling you to do and give God your leftovers, you know, and that's where a lot of Christians go wrong. So we have to be careful of that. Number two, and this is kind of controversial and it's not my intention to be, but hear me out for kind of why I think um, this is a sign um, that you may be called to singleness. If you're a person that's same sex attracted, you're probably called to singleness. All right. So God is able to deliver from any type of sin any type of addiction. The same God who wants to deliver the, the guy who fornicates with a woman is the same guy who wants to deliver the person who's same-sex fornicating because it's all sin. So I'm not trying to single out any of those people who are in that, but I want you to make it clear that if you're, if you're fired up for God and you're still attracted to the same sex, that's something you need to pay attention to because to me, that's a problem. Um, most people are there like, oh, well, I can't control it. That's just the way I am. Well, the Bible says be born again. Um, so let's start there. So we also have to start to say, well, am I born again? Um, I'm not talking about, you know, a thought doesn't come in your mind because all of us have thoughts to sin. But if you're caving into it, that's when we have to wonder like, well, am I born again? Have I crucified my flesh? Is my flesh dominating my spirit? Because God isn't going to change biblical standards because this generation doesn't want to obey. The word of God is not going to change because some TikTok progressive pastor had told you, we're all going to heaven. You can love who love is love. And we're in pride month and all that type of garbage. God is not changing his word and hell is still hot. You know, and I'm not saying that to sound offensive, but it's the word of God and we have to be very clear with it. But 
I believe that there's no sin that God is able to deliver us from, but I've seen many people that were homosexuals get married in a church and they thought because I got married, the, the struggle is not going to be there anymore. I'm not going to be tempted by the same sex anymore. I'm not going to want to go back to that same lifestyle anymore. And I know one guy, very spiritual, and he was warned about the woman he was pursuing. Um, it was actually by my mentor. And he was like, hey, I know people aren't aware of this in the church. But that woman, you know, it could have been his discernment. And maybe he saw it before he knew anything behind the scenes. And he was like, that woman is a lesbian. Don't date, don't marry her. Unfortunately, this fella got married to the woman. You know, he saw the body and and he was just like, I got to have it, you know. And he married her and the marriage didn't last but a couple of months. And then she tried to paint paint the frame that, you know, he was abusing her. Turns out he wasn't abusing her. What, what bear mind? God forgive me if I'm wrong. Maybe he did at some point. But it turns out that wasn't a reason. But it was because she still was same-sex attracted. And she wasn't committed to him. And she thought, I guess, maybe marrying him, maybe she found him handsome, was going to fix it. And I've, I've seen, I'm telling you, I've seen people date and marry in the church that had that struggle. And it never went away just because they were dating someone. Because they thought, okay, well, the struggle must go away because I, I'm dating someone now. I'm marrying someone now. And it's like, no, if you don't deal with your issue, it's not going away once you're married. Marriage does not cure lust. Marriage does not cure perversion. That are, those are some sins that you have to address. Allow the presence of God to change you. Allow the word of God to convict you. Allow it to bring some change outside of you. Don't just read it. Don't just hear the word like James says, but be doers of the word. And the word calls us to crucify those desires within us that are ungodly. You know, so it doesn't matter how much I'm, because you may say, I can't help but being attracted. I'm a guy and I can't help being attracted to a man. Me, I can't help but being attracted to women, but I still can't go sleep with them. I still can't go flirting with them. I still can't go stepping outside of my marriage. We all have to exercise self-control. It's not a matter of, you know, only one group of people. But the reason why I say that is because you have to be careful of thinking, you know, well, God wants me in a relationship. And because this is what I'm attracted to, then God must be co-signing it. I'm telling you, that's not the case. First Corinthians 9 24 through 27 in the Christian Standard Bible. It says, Don't you know that the runners in a stadium all race, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way to, to win the prize. Now, everyone who competes exercises self control in everything. They do it to receive a perishable crown, but we an imperishable crown. So I do not run like one who runs aimlessly or box like one beating the air. Instead, I discipline my body and I bring it under strict control so that after preaching to others, I myself, would not be disqualified. So Paul is telling him here that you have to exercise self-control in the race that God has set before you. A person who loves God but struggles with sin is going to learn self-control as they're obeying his word, as they're staying close to him. We're not going to just give in and pretend it was normal. We're not going to just, excuse me, do whatever we want and act like God is pleased just because we sing and dance. No. So a person who's struggling with same-sex attraction, I believe that at the moment you need to stay single until God has has either removed the desire or God has um, shown you, yes, you should marry that person. And not a matter of I'm marrying someone just so I, I can escape the feelings that I'm having. No, that's not because I've seen a lot of marriages fail and a lot of people dealt with, um, you know, my spouse cheated on me with the same sex. Boy, that's a different kind of trauma that people should not have to go through. But a lot of people don't deal with their issues. And that's unfortunately what it ends up going into. 
Sorry if that was such a loaded one. This is a bit of a weird episode. Um, hopefully, people listen to the end. <laughs> um, another time, I'll say another step you should pay attention to. Number three is if all your relationships are failing, maybe God is telling you to be single for a while. You're on your sixth wife, bro. You dated five guys this year. There are every time there's a pretty girl on your timeline, you're in her DM. Every time a guy tells you that you're beautiful, you're ready to sleep with them. At some point, we have to realize I'm the common denominator here. Um, it's not them. It's not the devil. Is 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 no no no. Each man is tempted by his own lust, is what the book of James says. The devil can only tempt you by things that you desire. So we have to understand that, well, if I'm the common denominator, maybe this is a sign that God is trying to get my attention, that I shouldn't be jumping to a new relationship, but now I need to see, well, what what do I need to hear from God in this season? Because I think about people like Samson, and I, I tell you guys this on the podcast before, but we often run to the Delilah story to talk about his downfall. His downfall started before that when he was supposed to marry one woman and things didn't work out. The father-in-law gave the the fiance to his best man from the wedding and then he leaves from her and he finds a prostitute and he leaves on the prostitute and he finds Delilah. This guy was on a downward spiral and I believe that he could have fulfilled his calling without getting in connections with these women because Delilah allowed this man to lead into his death. He would have never had his eyes plucked out. He would have never been in bondage if they, because they would have never known um, the secret to his strength. But because of the types of relationships that he was in, it was leading to so many issues. But I believe that if he was single, he could have still defeated the Philistines. Maybe in this season of your life, maybe God is not telling you you'll never get married, but maybe in this season he's telling you right now, I'm just trying to work on you. And if Exodus 20 verse three says, thou shalt have no other gods before me, and I think many of us have made idols out of relationships, whereas God, if God sees you desiring a man or a woman more than him, he's going to allow that relationship to fail. He's going to allow heartbreak that you're not going to like, because maybe if he didn't allow your heart to be broken, you would have ran back to them. He may cause friction to get you two to refocus back on him. And there are times where God will say, you know what? That's what you want. Go ahead. Have fun. Go ahead and pursue after the relationship that you desire. I'm not going to interfere interfere because I see this is what this is what you think is, is best for you. And since you know what's best for yourself, I'm not going to hinder that. And God will allow you to chase after things that you don't need to be around. And that's why we have to be careful because we don't want to step outside of God's will trying to get something outside of God's parameters. And sometimes it's like God allowed Saul to be their king. And it backfired. So just understand that sometimes you need to be thankful when God says no. Because if my type is constantly carnal, God is trying to protect me and prepare me to change my thoughts and my mindset. Because if I was actually spiritual, I wouldn't want someone who pulls me away from uh, the things of God. I want to want somebody who pulls me back to the lifestyle God delivered me from. So that's why we have to understand, well, God, what is it that you're trying to show me? Um, and the last thing I'll say if you're a person that's constantly desiring a relationship, you're constantly desiring sex, you may not be called to, to single, permanent singleness. Right now, you're operating in that gift, but that's just for this time being because God does not want you living in fornication. There's so many people who are never going to get married, but they're trying to get all the benefits. That's not what God wants. 1 Corinthians 7, verse 1 through 2. Paul says, Now regarding the questions you asked in your letter, yes, it is good to abstain from sexual relations, but because... There is so much sexual immorality. Each man, should, each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. Marriage is preferred 
for anybody who knows that lust is a battle in your life. It's not saying once you get married, lust is gone. But if you know every time you're around this person, you're ready to drop your drawers, God is like, hey, fall in love and get that ring. What do you? No, no, no. Paul is like, listen, if you are going to struggle with that, it's best for you to get married. If there's no struggle with it, then remain single because you can still be successful in life. You can still experience community. You can still experience the love of God and a great ministry by being single. But if you know there's always constant temptation, thoughts struggling in your mind, Maybe God just has you temporarily single at the moment, but that does not mean he's going to keep you single forever. You know, so the goal is whatever season you find yourself in, you should aim to find contentment, aim to find the will of God. Because I met too many people who say, oh, my, 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 I, I can't, I can't, it slipped me. My purpose. Yeah. My purpose in life is to be a stay at home mom. That's admirable, but don't call that your purpose. Your purpose is supposed to start before those children get here, before that spouse gets here. Oh, my purpose is to be a pastor. My purpose, whatever it is God has called you to do, walk in that calling. Walk in that confidently, obeying who God has called you to be. Don't don't question, well, God, am I called to being single? God, am I called to being married? But how about we're called to live a holy life? That's first and foremost. We're called into relationship with him. That's first and foremost. And as we pursue after him, he's going to show us the direction we should go, the relationships to avoid, the person to pursue, the person to allow yourself to be pursued by. But it all starts with relationship. And that's what the main thing is God wants us to focus on. So I'll leave you with this verse for anybody who's currently single and frustrated. <laughs> I had a video recently about the frustrations of a Christian, a single Christian. But 1 Corinthians 7, verses 34 and 35, it says, His interests are divided in the same way a woman who is no longer married or has never been married can be devoted to the Lord and holy in body and in spirit. But a married woman has to think about her earthly responsibilities and how to please her husband. I am saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. So Paul makes it clear, hey man, whatever it's going to take for you to serve God, that's all I care about. You know, if it's, if it's going to be better for you to serve God as a married person, do that. If it's better for you to serve God as a single person, do that. But the goal is don't add things into your life that's going to hinder you from serving God. Don't add a man and don't add a woman if it's going to stop you from having devotion, stop you from pursuing the call of God on your life, stop you from being spiritual. If you see that this is a distraction, maybe God needs you to step back and say, God, well, do I need to be single for this moment? Do I need to be single forever? You know, just something to consider. So what are your thoughts on the entire um, this whole conversation in regards to gift of singleness. What is comment below? What are your thoughts on the gift of singleness? Do you believe that you have that gift? Have you ever met someone with that gift? Because I know people who are thirty something, forty something, fifty something, never been married, loving God, serving God. Some of them do desire to get married. Some of them they genuinely don't care, you know, and they're content because they're where God has called them to be. So yeah, I'm just curious. Have you guys ever felt like you were in that season? Um, yeah, comment below. Support the channel via Patreon if you have not done so already. Um, yeah, and I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Peace.